0: and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome
1: listeners to episode sixty three of the Two Mets Talk Pets Podcast. I'm Doctor Robbie Edit and I'm joined as I am every week by my beanie wearing mate, Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? Good Robbie, I'm good, mate. I'm ready, ready for the footy tonight. You notice. Yeah. When's when's that beanie from? Is that from 1983? Because that is an old Tigers like I reckon I saw that back when I was collecting footy cards in
2: prep. Yeah, you'd be right, mate. It's probably it's probably before the 80s. I reckon because yeah. I went to the 80 grand final that we lost. Oh really? right, yeah, yeah. yeah, four years old. Gee whiz! Well, that's giving it away. Now that, everyone knows a, how old I am.
1: People behind the behind the curtain there. Yeah. And,
2: oh jeez, oh, yeah. I'm trying to keep that under wraps. Now
1: I'm just wondering because if you've had that that for that long now, um, you know, I remember you from back at uni. Where you had a fair a fair bouffant <laughs> of hair, right? If you were wearing that beanie back then, is it is it stretched or is it you know because I mean the elastic is it has it sort of come back from that now that you don't but quite have the same sort of you know a dermatological coverage up top or <laughs> it has lost a bit of stretch I a little think, bit of stretch not, in there has it n- n-
2: nothing to do with the hair no. I mean, just just the years just the years at the, the materials the,
1: the, the ears tucking back tucking back in that that's the reason why <laughs> no, it's a not, bit more roomy
2: not the ears the years oh the years the years on the material have just oh, made it a bit no, lax. No, make
1: them like they used to, do they? No, nah, no nah, mate.
2: Nah, right. nah. Do, you ha-
1: do you have one of the old woolen footy jumpers as well, or?
2: No, I don't. I have. I do have one that I played footy at school. Woolen footy jumper, right. sleeveless, yeah, with a lace up the front. No, nah, just joking. The no <laughs> lace up <at> the
1: front. <laughs> um, when we went to the footy a couple of weeks ago, Ruben saw someone wearing a um like a, a, an old an old woolen yeah. Collingwood jumper. He's gone, Daddy. Does that Did that man used to play for Collingwood years ago? He's he got nah dude, he's just <laughs> he's just probably had that jumper for many years. He doesn't really look like he's played for Collingwood. Yeah, he's <laughs> just back for
0: a very long v- time. A very, very long time. Mm. He's been through the hard times, mate. You know, yeah. He's
1: not like you where you get a new shirt at Oldskick every year, you know. <laughs> uh, how's your week been, mate? Uh, yeah, you've yeah, been um been pretty uh pretty flat out. I had an interesting thing happen um the other day. You know, the, there's always the talk of where you wouldn't you'd never want to be a vet or a vet nurse's pet because something bad is always gonna happen. Right. So last Friday um, or Friday week ago, I'd had a week off um, and we got to the Friday night, sitting down watching TV, watching a movie with the kids and Christina and having some dinner, had a couple of beers. Where's the cat?s You know, Melvin's come running in. Right, oh, he's happy, happy, happy. Where's Parker? No, he's been hiding under the bed all day, and he's come out limping, limping, limping. Got a big cat bite abscess Ooh. on his arm. We're going. Ah, oh, crap! Righty o So, um, so that this is just what I need on my day off. You know, righty on my week off. So I've driven into work. You know, I thought right, driving to work it was about seven o'clock. So I thought, no, oh, I should be right driving in. So I drove into work to go and get some antibiotics so I could treat him to try and um, help him out with his cat bite abscess. And it's funny because so I've driven into work and I got into work at about 7.27 and we're there till 7.30. Oh. I've pulled into the car park and uh, lights are off and uh, you know, everyone's walking Oh, hello, out. hello. Yeah, yeah. And I jumped oh. out of the car and I said, oh, geez, don't you hate those times when you're knocking off two minutes early and then the boss pulls into the car park unannounced?
2: All I can say, mate, is the cat's away, the mice
1: play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean in fairness like it was it was dead, but it's like uh, I messaged the practice manager going, Oh gee whiz, I think they're all little, they're all a little bit worried here Then you know I just turn up on the Friday night to make sure of what's going on and everyone's, everyone's and, gone. And, and and lit like they were they were pulling out of the car park as I was pulling in. Oh. So it's like oh, God <laughs> crap. Classic, classic. Um, and the funny thing was, so so um so with Parker getting bitten on the elbow, and I said to Christina that um Jesus, really lucky they didn't go into the elbow joint. Because this week I've actually had a cat that got bitten on the elbow and it's gone into his uh gone into his elbow joint so um he came in on on thursday and he was pretty sore in his leg so i treated him with some antibiotics and said look if he's not looking much better tomorrow we should check and make sure there's no fracture or anything so he was no better we, we treated him with anti inflammatory pain relief too and we uh it gave him an anesthetic took the x-rays there's no fracture and so i popped the needle did an arthrocentesis and got the joint fluid out and it was just watery past. Oh, so it's no. like, I reckon it's one of the crappiest spots to try and get a cat bite abscess because there is just, you know, or if a cat bites you there and we clip the hair up, you could see where the two little bites were over the joint. There was just, you know, there's, there's just no meat there. You know, there's nothing other than, than, than joint capsule to get into. Yeah, so yeah. so
2: jo- joint infection is hard to treat too. Sometimes it, it, takes, it be... takes
1: a long time of trying to clear it mm, up. So mm. yeah. So yeah, I've had a lot of, uh, a lot of cat bite abscesses lately. So, right. you know, I think there's been uh, been a few cats going out and trying to get into barneys and things like <laughs> Lately. So there you go, yeah. mate.
2: There you go. Well, well mate, actually, this I uh, just wanted, to, uh, you know, the podcast, mate. Look, I'm really enjoying doing the podcast, but I think this might be my last episode,
1: oh, mate. Really? Yeah. You've had enough? Well, too, too too many jibes about um about you know f- flaccid old football beanies. <laughs>
2: I don't know where you're going there. I don't know where you're going. <laughs> I there. saw
1: you wince there for a little bit, mate. Going, oh crap, what's going on here? F- flaccid. There's not many places to <laughs> go.
2: with Flaccid. <laughs> no, I had a uh, d- d- d interview during the SBS Radio, mate. That uh,
1: oh really? Yeah,
2: I think, uh, think they're trying to poach me too. Wow, a, you're heading up in the world. Well, ma- maybe up or yeah, is it up? Uh, up or across? We're or or worldwide. SBS is worldwide. Absolutely. Yeah. How did you, how did you go? With, so, so was, what was the the uh, the interview? It's for, a new podcast thought? that's coming up. Yeah. I'm not going to say the name because right, I don't want to give a shout. It so might not happen. S- not even there yet. No. Yeah, it might, might never come to fruition. <laughs> so, but no, did an interview by a, a guy at SBS who's starting a new podcast, which, yep. which should be interesting. Nice. Just about, just about the book, The Tell Your yep. Dog You're Pregnant, my, yep. my book for expectant parents, owners. Yeah, it's been a while baby. since you
1: got a plug in for that. I was just thinking that when
2: I was doing the record with, oh, with my then, my you, I was going to say, did you get a host. plug in
1: for the podcast? Uh, no. Negative. God. Gee, where's that the team down? He was talking about the book the whole time. <laughs> he, he was, in, it was different
2: because he was in control. Yeah, he was right. firing the questions. You know, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm used to I'm used to being in control. You're used here. to
1: driving. How, how did you feel being on the receiving end of uh, being interviewed for it? Because I mean, we've interviewed a few vets with the podcast recently. So how how did it feel being uh, in the passenger seat rather than the driver's seat?
2: Uh, it was interesting. I've, I've done some radio stuff before and some TV stuff, and yeah. quite get quite nervous normally. But yeah. now that we've stuck a microphone in front of our heads for the last twelve months or so, <laughs> it was just like having a chat. It was really easy, much yeah. easier. Yeah. So I think I think it's uh, just. Uh, uh, familiarity I suppose makes it makes it much easier so
1: and and so for our, our international is SBS is like the it's, a, it's special broadcast service so it does a lot of um, uh, international movies and TV shows and that sort of stuff so um, how did you go with the uh, um. Uh, with the subtitles underneath <laughs> the, the podcast, they're going to have uh, subtitles on there as well. That's, for that's it, that's a good
2: question. I was speaking in English, though, so hopefully oh, for oh, the English good. listeners, oh, that's a good start. Yeah, yeah.
1: nice one. Yeah, oh, that, that's that's a good one. So, so
2: it might be the last podcast, mate. We'll just wait and see. Waiting for the offer, you know, might be a long term offer, like you know, Buddy Franklin, maybe heavily back ended to go to Sydney. Yeah, but nice. we'll see how we go. So are they going to
1: oil you up like Buddy Franklin because he's a very oiled young man now. You know, when you, when you see him play, like uh, you get, you watch him, and he's a, he's very shiny. Dude. Is he really? Very shiny oh, dude. There you hey, go. did you pull a um did you pull the uh, the professional recorder thing and pull out your own microphone out of your briefcase and go, Oh, that's right, I wasn't sure if you were gonna have one. I thought I'd just bring my own in. Well, I did. I pulled out the big
2: gold microphone with the little black box, it makes my voice much deeper. Oh, fantastic, yeah. yeah you know what I mean. You know what I mean, yeah, Valvey. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the so John I said, just, style. just pluck this one in, thank you. Nice. How, yeah. how long did the interview go for? I'm not sure. Maybe 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, oh, it was a good, good, good setup there. It's all being renovated. It's at Fed Square there in oh. Melbourne. Oh, okay. So I went yeah, in right there it. and was uh, was also the protest day. So I had a lie down one of the streets. Oh, oh, did you with okay. all the other uni students? Yeah, all the other vegans. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and 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 was climate change solved just from the from from the lie down? Was there uh, was there a lot of people there who actually was should have been paying attention paying attention or just not well I, I got out of my um my v8 commodore fantastic and yeah. i lay down the street just know? after giving a good rev up and yeah, walking just, around in yeah. your, your snakeskin boots and yeah. your leather jacket and
2: that's right a couple of donuts out in the middle of the <laughs> list, and then and got out and uh i caught my plane private jet there you know it's important you just landed
1: the helicopter yeah. down on it's, it's fed square important,
2: yeah for climate change climate change of yeah, course yeah, doing it
1: for the environment exactly yeah, exactly yeah. Do, doing it for the possums
2: well, so, yeah well speaking of doing it for the environment what about doing it for the animals zilkeen mate
1: zilkeen yes
2: zilkeen great supporter of the podcast. Absolutely. Might, yeah. might be the last time I could say this, maybe.
1: Oh don't I, you? I, you don't think that they'll uh, they'll transfer over with you and just oh, you leave think... me you know, sitting outside talking to Olive? Oh you're you j- th- just into two, two uh pineapple tins, that's I, it?
2: You think so? It might be like Puma. They'll follow me the boots. The, the boots will follow me. I'll go from you know one, one team to the other but I'll still have the same boots. You think Zilkeen Will stay on board with me.
1: Is that how it works with the footy boots, is it? Uh, well they... you just wear your footy boots, don't you? Oh no, I think they <laughs> have, have boot
2: sponsors. Oh yeah, but Dusty, there's a big issue with Dusty. Went from Puma to Nike and back to Puma. Oh really? Oh yeah. It's... Anyway, let's not bore the listeners. the more footy talk. This is this is vet talk.
1: This is there's two vets talk pets, not so, two so... vets talk football.
2: Yeah, that's right. We could do that though. We could do that. i would be quite happy talking about night. Did do very well, yes. Good stuff. It was a good game too. Anyway, Zilkeen, thank you very
1: much. Zilkeen, yes, thanks I, very much. I, I, guys. Need, I needed some Zilkeen last night. Cause it was getting a little bit dicey in yeah. the last quarter, and so I uh yeah so we went, went and pilfered some of the cats. No, no, until, no, until, no, until... We, no, no, no. Oh, we no, don't no, do no, that. no, I gave it to the cats because the cats were getting stressed out. Oh, because you were jumping up and down. So I was jumping up and down, going, "Come on, why can't someone kick a goal? Yeah, come
2: on, rampy, run over the mark again. And sure enough, you goose. Yes, let's yeah. do something silly." <laughs> All right, let's move on. And that's Off it. Off the footy. Zilkine. Alpha-casozapine. Yes, it's Anxiety great. Anxiety, low medication. Use it. Yes. And also thank you to our Patreon supporters. Yes. We love you guys. We've got a new supporter during the week. Yes, yeah, yeah. Julie uh, uh, Julie with... Uh, uh, your... Oh, you're going to forget the dog's names. Julie Westwood. Does that help? Anyway, she's got some lovely pets and come to see Robbie. So thank you very much, Julie. We really appreciate your support. And I'm just putting filler in until Robbie hopefully remembers their name. All right, so move on then. <laughs> all righty, now, I've got a uh, Robbie, we'll get there eventually. I've got a, oh, no, I've speaking of vegan, Robbie, come back, mate. Come back. Okay, speaking of vegans, I've got an article here from the Age newspaper. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, it's uh, do chickens Tigger. actually. Uh, Tigger. Tigger, <laughs> all right. Oh, Julie's dog, dog's name. Tigger. What sort of dog?
1: Tigger's a little cavy.
2: Okay, big yeah, shout out adds, to Tigger and yes. Julie. Thank you very
1: much for your support on Patreon. Thank you,
2: Julie and Tigger. And everyone else on Patreon. We love you Sorry, guys. Sorry, Julie. And there's there's a lot of content out there. If you want to have a listen, we've got a lot of questions and answers. Go and have a look online. Anyway, this article from The Age... Do chickens actually like being free range? Oh wow, that's interesting. So I thought I'd ask you: Do
1: chickens like being free range? Um, I've I've tried asking them, and uh, and they seem to just give me uh, chicken feed answers. They don't really give me much uh, much after that. Right. Just they talk- se- they seem to smile. Just I talking- see their, I, When I drive past, I can always see their teeth. They're smiling so well. So <laughs> yeah, is it,
2: they're just talking turkey to you, are they? Mate? Talking turkey. All, that's all right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm sure that's a, that's a, instead of going bok bok, they go gobble gobble when they're D- happy. Did so. you go to a did you go to a chicken farm when you were a student?
2: Ah, uh,
1: no, I don't think so. See, we, we went to done. one. So I've yeah. got a, I've got a little bit of insult
2: myself, but we'll nice. go on with the article. It seems like a dumb question. Who wouldn't like a big green paddock full of grass to peck and dust bathe in? Yeah. But our embrace of the free-range chicken is mistaking what humans want yeah. for what chickens want, says Victoria's retiring chief vet.
1: Wow. So he's trying to say the chickens have got agrophobia.
2: Well, let's listen. There is plenty of evidence, he says, that indicates chickens do not like being in an open paddock at all. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I should get you to read this. I don't even know how to read it. You've read it. You're under it. But I reckon I I remember going as a as a vet student. Yeah. And we went to a farm, maybe it was two separate farms. One was battery hens. Yes, yep. And one was a barn free and then one was free range. A oh,
1: barn lay in there. Yeah, barn yep. lay and, yeah, yeah. and
2: and free range. And certainly in the in the barn scenario, what tends to happen is you get groups of chickens that hang around in sort of groups or cliques. Yep. Just harassing one one uh, in the pecking order, harassing one chicken, oh, wow. basically pecking it until it dies. All in these small environments, like so, so oh, in geez. the barn sort of thing. So there's often, so you sort of look around and they every so often you see one chicken that's got no, no, no feathers. feathers on it, and it's obviously yeah, right. being attacked by the other ones. Croydly. Whereas in the in the in the battery situation, which everyone you know it's not perhaps not ideal they're less likely to do that sort of thing and there's a bit more of a uh, the hierarchy and the, 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 the weak ones don't get to get picked on so much. And I think they can pull them out and swap cages as well if there's an issue going on.
1: Yeah, okay.
2: So And then they talk about parasite issues and stuff. So if they're free range, you're more likely to pick up parasites because you're out in the big sort of paddock yeah, and yeah. predators and the, those sorts of things as well. Wow. That's my thought on it. Right. I'm not sure what's better or better, you know, but it's they're, they're certainly not ideal, either. any of them, I suppose. Not, not 100%. Meh. So, in fact... Controversial. Yeah. In fact, they may be the most comfortable inside. Chickens are related to forest-dwelling birds. They don't like open spaces, says Dr. Charles Milne. Milne, yep. Free range can deliver huge welfare problems. Instinctively, as people, we anthropomorphise animals, so we put human values onto animals, and think they must prefer free range because we would. Right. Who wouldn't want to be out in the paddock versus in a barn the whole time? Yeah, right. So the RSPCA agrees and endorses both cage-free barn systems and free-range, I guess. But it's been cut off for some reason. (laughs) And and free-range. There you go. Um, It, of course, says battery cages are horrible. Yes. So we're right away from the battery cages.
1: So that's in there, set in stone. Right.
2: We don't say free-range is better. Said Dr. Kate Harcher, the society's scientific officer for farm animals. They can be perfectly healthy and have a good welfare in an indoor system. Yeah, chickens like to be undercover either in shaded outdoor areas on a free-range farm or in hutches. Dr. Harcher says. Actually, and I have to say this. I uh, went to the dentist yesterday. Yes, was it Beautiful was a
1: free-range free-range
2: dentist. Well, you might—you probably noticed my dazzling teeth. Yes, I, I, I did. Yes, yes. I,
1: I, I, that's why I've got my sunglasses yeah, on. Although the beanie's know. taken the the, yeah, the <laughs> shine off them, I
2: think possibly. So, but and it was my dentist who said, "Did you see these articles?" So I thought I'd better talk about it. Yeah, right. So, shout out to my dentist, Sarah, if you're listening. Thanks there so you much. Go. My teeth thanks feel Dr. amazing. Sarah. I've got these amazing big gaps between my teeth now. You've cleaned <laughs> them. It's fantastic. Anyway, so Australians can use swaps cage-free eggs for free-range? over concerns about the hens' welfare. Um, so sales in free-range eggs is 45% of all eggs sold at the yeah. supermarkets. it's up 14% in the last year. Meanwhile, cage-free f- eggs, which come from chickens that live indoors but not confined to small cages... Such so a
1: barn lay yeah, place, yeah.
2: ...make up only a tiny percentage of all eggs sold. Wow, right. Um, so they've got a stocking density. It must be no more than 10,000 chooks per hectare. Yep. Um, and they must label their stocking density on side of the cartons. And the hens must have regular access to an outdoor range and be free to roam and feed.
1: Okay. So that, that's
2: your indoor barn ones. They do allow them to be outside if they want if to If they
1: want to, right.
2: But some hens just don't want to go outside. Yeah, right. So forcing the ones that don't want to go outside... To stay outside. ...to be free range, there that's not what they want. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, so there's a push in Europe that free range chickens should be all, all made to go outside every day. Right, they like force, for, force them it, force out. Force Exercise. You go, out you go for the yeah. day? And, uh, yeah, Yeah, what, what's
1: that? Oh, I was just
2: laying an egg. Brook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought you called my name. <laughs> and and that clearly is not a good decision for welfare. The chickens that lay our eggs are descended from the red jungle fowls, a small animal native to Southeast Asia. In the wild, they live in small family groups under the canopies of thick rainforest. They make nests, find perches, and bathe in the dust.
1: Dust. in the dust
2: They also maintain closely monitored social hierarchies known as pecking orders which is yeah. what I certainly saw in the yes in, the, in the, the, um, the farm I went to we cannot ask them and the research is not yet in but chickens are probably happiest in small groups in a location they feel safe says Professor Crowley like a barn. So there's some food wow. for thought, mate. So, so
1: that's one of those. I mean, that's interesting because yeah, I mean, the the big push has been to go free range, you yes. know, to say, yep, free range chickens. That's what you. That's what we want. That's what all the labelling and stuff is. But it' yeah, very interesting that from a a welfare yeah, perspective, yeah, yeah, to actually down and go, well, what is it that the animals actually want? You know, what is it they're and it's what would be interesting is to be able to say, right, from a percentage point of view of the barn. Uh, lay situations. How many? What what percentage of the birds do actually go out, and for what length of time? Yeah, you know? I don't think
2: it's a lot. I don't, I don't think it's a huge number. There's certainly studies on it, and there's a, a large percentage of birds that just don't want to go outside. They feel much safer in the barn environment.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and what would then be interesting is then to say right. So take your free range ones. I mean, I'm just you know thinking off the top of my head. You know, um, take the ones that are currently free range, put them into barn, and see then whether or not they go. No, hang on, where. You know, oh, yeah, this is great. Like we climbing, don't want to go outside. Climbing anymore.
2: the walls, maybe to get out. You think?
1: Oh well, just a just a thing of just you know. What, what do I? What What do they want? See if they are tap
2: tap tapping at the window. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, let me out again. <laughs>
1: tap tap tap. To quote the Raven, Nevermore. You know. <laughs>
2: tap 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 just, it in. Just tap it in. Happy. You're Happy too, too good for
1: your home, chicken. <laughs>
2: So there you go. Gilmore.
1: Yeah, well, that's really interesting, Lewis. Because I mean, I always you know go and always tell the kids, you know, which eggs do we buy? Or we going and buy the free range ones, don't we, Daddy? Yes, that's exactly right. So, right,
2: always go and get. We always buy the chocolate ones, kids. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Um, now, um, uh, and speaking of articles, I actually found a very interesting one in the uh, ripped off the plastic off the Australian Veterinary Journal that came out uh, this week, and had a little read, and there was a really interesting article in there about. Uh, problems that dogs have had where dogs have been given a powdered form of electric soda um, in order to try and make them vomit if they've eaten something silly. So it was a case study uh, or a, a case series of, I think it was five or six um, dogs that um, had presented to emergency centers with varying degrees of really, really Poor health, um, from either respiratory problems or gastrointestinal problems, from where their owners have given them this powdered version of the, the electric soda. So, yeah, you know, electric soda crystals has been used for you know by by vets for many many years to try and uh, induce vomiting for dogs that have had snail baits, rat baits, chocolate, all that sort of thing.
2: Something um, you want to bring up them to bring up from the stomach, exactly. essentially. Give, yeah, and, so
1: and that works because it is caustic. So you know it's a it's a caustic little substance that you. Give orally and it hits the stomach and then stimulates the vomiting centre and then blah, up it all comes um, in order to try and clear it out. I mean, we've got other ways we've got apomorphine and other medications that work more centrally but that's certainly one that um, that I've used for a long time. I've never recommended for anyone to give it at home and there's a few of the, uh, the cases in this case series where the, the owners have said that they contacted their vet and their vet said just give it some electric soda um, crystals uh. and what they've done have used the powdered form and so what the um the the thoughts on these cases are is that because of the powdered form of it it aerosolizes and so the surface area is a lot more so instead of you know uh, you, you, the the amount of Toxin, or the amount of um, damage that's being done is actually over a much greater surface area. So these dogs, like you're, you're reading the things, like some dogs are in respiratory arrest because their airways have, um, have, have uh, started to close over from swelling, ulcerated mouths and ulcerated esophagus, um, you know, like needing to be on ventilation. I think it's sort of four, of, four or five of the dogs had to be put to sleep in the end Ugh. because of how bad things had gotten, um, all just because their owner's, thought they were doing the right thing with using this powdered electric soda so I think the moral of the story is don't you know go and see your vet to try and get your vet to make something uh make and vomit because hey it's on your vet then for whatever it is that they choose to do but um you know I think it sort of calls into question not calls into question but you know it sort of makes us sort of have to sit back and think a little bit about what we do actually use in order to try and make dogs dogs vomit give if the the safety profile hasn't been, uh, hasn't been established.
2: Yeah. I have to be honest with you, mate. I'm not a big fan of electric soda at all. Yeah. Crystals or, you know, obviously not the powder form. Yeah. But the crystals, I I have an issue with it. I certainly have used it in the past, but I don't tend to use it now because I think there's some, some research, my concern is if they don't vomit. And so that bit of crystal stays in the stomach. Stays in there, yeah. They can get really high, like high sodium, hypertonic,
1: Hypo, hyponatremia.
2: Yeah, I think there's some real issues with that. So yeah. I don't, I'm don't. i not really updated on the study, so I don't actually use that yeah. leptic soda crystals anymore to make them vomit. I'll use, the, well, the apomorphine, the Apo, yeah. which we use, which is either injectable or sometimes you rub it on the gums or some people put Stick it, it, it under the eyes. eyes. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. I don't tend to do that either. But anyway.
1: I put it under the eyes. Yeah,
2: because that cat can irritate their eyes too. So.
1: Well, it can, I guess the hard part there when you're giving it is an injection because it's not actually a sterile um yeah. thing is it you know it's just sitting in the and i've i've done all yeah um, I, I tend to put it in the eyes just because then that way i can sort of flush it, flush out, it out flush yeah. it out yeah. afterwards but um yeah yeah so i mean the way use it, i used to do it but i'm certainly not going to do it anymore is i'd have given the crystal and if that doesn't work then i would use use the apomorphine because then figuring right well the that the, the apple yeah. will bring it up but yeah i just don't think i'll be doing that anymore i'm going to take them all and uh <laughs> chuck them in the bin you know <laughs> just, so just don't, just out just don't Feed your dog silly things. Don't, don't
2: let them eat silly things. Don't, and we let don't them eat silly things. We, and it's all fine. We don't need to use it. No. I guess it points out there's a risk with everything we do. Well, that's exactly right. Minor yeah. risk, and you know we're trying to help the animals as best we can. We're certainly not giving things to to make them unwell. No, no. But we try and walk a fine line between the big risks and the small risks, and and uh, and uh, get rid of whatever's in the stomach at the same time.
1: Exactly, exactly. And and uh, if you're trying to make them vomit, then chances are it's p- something pretty uh, pretty ordinary in there. Um, did I tell you the story about? The um the uh, the have I s- told the story about the puppy that um that I saw out in Warrigal that had the big distended stomach. Uh,
2: you might have, might have done, might, might, have, yeah, might think of. have, yeah. Was it where the bird flew into the backseat of your car and hit the back window? Was oh, that but one? that's another great story. <laughs> I can
1: tell you that one.
2: Um, or when Ruben was in the park and he's eating a sausage and the koala and the kookaburra coming out. That's another great is. one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know, I think you might have, might yeah. have, maybe. Oh, if, if, if any listeners are out there that can remember whether or not i said the story about the puppy that I saw when I was out in Warrigal, let me know. <laughs> what had it eaten? So um, so <laughs> <it> came... <laughs> It was a Saturday night. Doesn't so, take you much to get going. So, so, so back when um, back when I was working out in out in Oregon when I first graduated, a dog came in. It was like a nine month old Ridgeback that um, had a really big distended stomach. Yes. And we're worried that it had um, GDV, so where its stomach had twisted over. Yes. And so I took an X-ray, and um, inside of the the dog were just four chicken carcasses the owners lived on a chicken farm. And so they were going through and taking out a, Yeah, you know, the dog got into the dead chook bucket. And so it was just swallowing the, the, the chickens whole. And so I said, well, this, I don't know how this is going to come out. And they go, well, we can't afford to do surgery to have you remove them. And I said, well, if they've gone down, we might be able to get them back up again. So in this case I gave the apomorphine and then the dog went out and then just happily just um, regurgitated up four chicken, cages. Burp, chicken, burp, chicken, burp, chicken, burp, chicken, burp, chicken. Wow. And then felt great. Uh, Barn, barn chickens or free range? Uh they were free range. Oh, they were they, went, they vomited out out onto a grass. So they were free range out have, at that stage. They would have run
2: off into the into the distance into the sunset. Yeah, they they, they
1: weren't running real quickly once they came out of the dog's tummy. But um, the puppy was running around well <laughs> afterwards. He was free range. He was free range after and, that
2: until he was allowed back home.
1: And and then got his head back into the into the dead chicken bucket. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. What else have you got, mate? Um,
2: I, uh, we've got, yeah, we've got a few minutes. I, um, I just wanted to, one thing I wanted to bring up is I had a chat to, when I was at Flynn's walk the other week, I had a chat to one of our listeners Yep, and she made a comment to me that I just wanted to, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a classic, often when I get in a social situation and people say to me, uh, Deb says I'm, I'm really good that I often, uh, I suppose don't Pick up people when they say something that's perhaps incorrect, particularly okay. behaviour perspective. So, you know, it might be at a at a a, a, a function, a party, or something. Someone yep. come up and they start talking about their dog and go, "Oh, my dog does this," you know. He gets up on the bed. He's such a dominant little puppy, and you yes. know, and because he does that, he's so dominant. And we just need to put him in his place, and yeah, and and I was just there, not nodding, nodding away him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Silent, nothing coming at me. And Deb's there screaming, going, "You know, like, why don't yeah. you say anything?" But I just, I'm very, I don't want to get involved yeah yeah if you want to come see you don't like
1: to stir the pot you don't it's uh you choose your battles and you don't like to try and you know especially in those situations put anyone out yeah
2: well if someone wants to come to the clinic and you know have a chat to me in the clinic more than happy you know let's talk you really want to know it let's talk about it but no i'm just not going to touch on that because there's just just too much i mean there's a whole podcast on episode 45 (laughs) go and listen to it so but this this um this owner mentioned to me about that They got their dog from a breeder who played sounds to the puppies right, okay, and yeah. when they were young to try. And, and the idea being is you play thunderstorm sounds when they're first born yep. uh, and and you might get a vacuum cleaner. And there's yep. a lot of puppy schools where we used to do that as well. So you got the puppies at puppy school and you bring out the vacuum cleaner around the yeah, puppies. Right. And, <laughs> and the idea is that you, supposedly you're supposedly getting them used to the sound so that yes. when they're older they're not not bothered by the, the vacuum because yeah. I saw it at puppy school and it seemed all fine. What we do know... Know, is there are a percentage of puppies that can actually be sensitised right, by from that sound. So they hear the thunderstorm sounds and it scares the crap th- out, yeah, of, yeah, them. Crap out the, of them.
1: The eggs out of them. Exa- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They, they, they become free-range colons. Yeah. yeah. And and so means that then then more the
2: next time they actually hear the thunder, they are re- already primed to be. Oh, I'm scared of it. You know. Yeah. Right. Or I'm scared of the vacuum cleaner. So we don't actually recommend yeah. the playing of any sounds to puppies um, when they're first born, or even in uh, in in puppy school. We don't yeah, right. do the vacuum cleaner. If you're doing that, if you're a nurse now listening, you're doing that at puppy school.
1: Please stop. It's just you know you, you potentially. There'll be a percentage of puppies in your class that you are sensitising. That's right, making yeah. worse
2: and and actually making them scared of those sounds by, right. by doing that. So yeah. you're better off just not doing it all, um and uh, and and just uh, socialising them by meeting people and different environments and all that stuff that we should talked about before. Yeah, so I just right. want to touch on that. I'm sure the listener, I know the listener is listening. Yeah. <laughs> you, who, who spoke to me. I, I can guarantee they are. So I, I, I like I said, I didn't want to say at the time. I'm just one of those people who just I'll come. On, I'll come on my soapbox on the podcast and yes. say. It Right there, I won't yeah. say it at
1: the time. <laughs> because if I, if I come out you and go, what are you talking about, yes, Lewis? Yes. What you talk about, Lewis? What <laughs> are you talking <laughs> about, Lewis? All righty. All right. Yeah, all advice on this show is generally nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information. But as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we missed anything, if you need any clarification, or if you want a picture of Lewis in his beanie. What do you got for us, mate? Mate, I have.
2: I'm talking about a canine cognitive dysfunction today, yes. mate. Yes, I've been we, waiting,
1: I've been looking forward to this one yeah. because this is, a, you know, this is a really common thing that we see. So. I've been forgetting to do it for weeks. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> finally wrote myself. Ah. Yeah, just, just walking into walls and then yeah, and just sta- staring at walls and thinking, I'm I'm sure there was some topic I was supposed to be doing.
2: What topic are we doing today, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so for those that don't know, it's it's uh it's well essentially
2: a dog version of human equivalent of, of dog version of Alzheimer's. Yes, we have lots of names for it. People call it doggy dog Alzheimer's, having a senior moment, right? Yeah, doggy dementia. Yes. All those sort of things. And it's very similar to human dementia and human Alzheimer's. There are many causes for it. We, we don't perhaps know exactly... The cause for it, but there's some thought and understanding that it is to do with amyloid deposits, like a protein called amyloid that can deposit in the brain. Yep. And that mucks up the wiring and and, uh, and transmission of uh, impulses and stuff and means that we get a bit of a scrambled message in the yep. brain. So it does run parallels to some of the human equivalents, definitely. So obviously, depending on where the plaques form and how much they form, it, it, it does vary the symptoms. Yeah. Um, and I guess... Uh, there's interesting studies that say that most dogs, regardless of breed, will get some form of cognitive dysfunction yeah, okay. or cognitive decline as they age. It, and it's about 28% of dogs aged 11 to 12 yep. years, the studies say. So about, what's that, about a third. Yep. Um, and then 68%, so about two-thirds of dogs aged 15 to 16 years yep, of right. age, will show one or more cog- signs of cognitive impairment or, yeah, right. or co- cognitive decline. So, yep. so two-thirds of dogs. If you've got a dog over 15... Is a very good chance There's that two yeah. out of three of you out there yeah will have some sort of cognitive decline and and the, like I said the symptoms are varied but it comes under a really nice little acronym that the Ameri- oh, Americans love an acronym yeah they, they do yeah. and
1: Disher 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 I remember that at a, at a conference a couple of years ago Disha, but I can't remember what <laughs> di- um uh Disher uh, Disher Disher yeah no, I can't remember you can't remember one is it, inappropriate um toiling is that the I uh, no. No. Okay, right. No. You better tell me what Disha is. <laughs> Could be uh, here all day. Yeah, I think, I think you might try need... To some try some and remember Tigger's name again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, You might need some of that diet, mate. Yeah. <laughs> some of the, some
2: of the, I'll talk about the diet later, though. Oh, good. I'll help you remember. Excellent. Yeah, Thank no you. Worries. So, Disha, D-I-S-H-A-A. Disorientation. Yes. Interact and change, interaction changes. Right, okay. Often socially. Yep. Uh, Sleep-wake cycle changes. That's yep. the Yes. You're right with the toiling, but it's H, H, house soiling. House soiling. House soiling, learning, right. and memory is the H. Right. And then there's anxiety. Yep. And, uh, and activity changes right. as well. So, Disha. Disha. There you go. All
1: right, so finish it's like that. It's playing footy. Disha. <laughs> right, is it? Yeah? Oh, no, no, footy, footy, you know, when you, someone's go or you see your mate, and he's got a nickname. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Disha. Yeah, if his name was Dish, instead of calling him Dish, <laughs> you're going dish-a. Who's Who's named Dish? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a very popular name. I don't know. Dino. 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 You Dino. Know. Disha. 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 Might be related to Bowley.
2: Maybe it was Dustin. It went Disha. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Dustin Disher. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, so disorientation, the D. So essentially, they'll often get stuck in places. They might
1: oh, like get stuck, um, in like in corners and things yeah, like yeah. that. Forget yeah, not right. glue on their feet stuck, no. <laughs> just, just just stuck
2: in a corner. They don't know yeah. how to get out of the corner, um, or they have trouble getting around objects. They sort of walk up to a chair and go. Mm. What, what do I do I, here? What do I do about that? That's yeah, weird. Right. What's the couch doing there? <laughs> um, and a really common one is I go to the hinge side of the door, expecting to open from the hinge side. Ah, right. That's a really common one. We yeah, see. and so we they get
1: see. caught behind the behind the open the open door, like in the little sort of the, it, the little triangle Well, bit, not that or? they get
2: caught, but when, when a dog goes to the door, most dogs know oh, I go to the where the door opens to ah, get out, yeah, right. whereas these dogs sometimes forget and they go to the wrong side of the door gotcha. and then it, then it won't open for them. So yeah, right. they might stare blankly at the wall's floor or yep. into
1: space. Into space. If
2: they're free range, you space. space.
1: The final frontier. Yeah. If they're free range. For our Trekkie fans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, great. Good on you, mate. You're a Trekkie fan as well? Oh, yeah. I dabble. Right. I dabble. Oh, oh very good. Yeah. I don't have pointy ears or anything like that, but I dabble.
2: I started watching that one of those movies you like, Shazam, the other night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice one. Yeah. 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 It's a good bit of sleep I had after
1: that. <laughs> I haven't seen Shazam am only
2: about though. halfway through. I'm yeah. a little bit tired, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> need to watch it first thing in the morning. Anyway disorientation they might not um recognize familiar people or yes. pets um and also sometimes they get lost in the home or the yard you know yeah okay yeah, forget
1: where they are or you know yeah they call out to you know what how did you get caught in the spare room behind the printer or something like that exactly yeah. exactly and then
2: there's interaction changes socially um so uh, they might be less reactive to sights and sounds in the environment. You know, call them for dinner or, you know, come and go for a walk. They might might not respond to that so much, which could be misinterpreted as deafness. You know, yeah, it's, okay. It's losing their hearing, of course. Yep. Um, they might be a little bit more you know, fearful or even aggressive with visitors or yes. the family or other animals or irritable maybe yep. even um, and, and, and fearful. Um, and they might be less interest in approaching for a pat. Or yeah, a cuddle, okay. f- cuddle from the owner as well. Like sort of
1: more reclusive, like they're not they're not having that same level of interaction you know, with the owners what they usually had. Yeah, just a change. Yeah, yeah. just
2: any sort of change. Then we've got S, the sleep wake cycle. So they might at night, really common, pacing around, yes. restless, can't can't settle them at night. And then cats, particularly—well, we are talking about dogs, but cats also have this vocalisation at night. It's really the yeah. yowl, yeah. the yeah. Rawr. Yeah. yeah, yeah, must drive owners mad, I reckon. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um. And then the H we move on to is house soiling, learning, and memory. So they're less—they're uh, less able to understand new tasks if you're doing training with yep. them. You know. Um, and, and they might forget previously in command. So I sit for my food, maybe bowl. Well, yep. this time I'm just going to stand and what, what do you want me to do? I've been yeah, doing yeah. it for 16 I'm years. A, I'm right here. Yeah, we'll That's me. right. I'm hungry. Yeah. What's the food? So, um, and, and then, of course, toileting inside. Um, you know, not not remembering that I need to go to the door and scratch at the door to get out. Maybe I'll yep. give a bark or whatever my signal was before. Yep. Or maybe I'll just forget where I am and I'll just go to the toilet inside sort yeah, of, sort of right. things. So um, it can be hard to get their attention too, you know. Maybe if they're sleeping, they might sleep a bit deeper. Yep. Or they're resting, it's hard to get them to, to come um out. And then also they might be less likely to play with their toys or chase with other, other, other pets as well, sort, yeah, of, sort right. of around the house. And I guess that's linked into activity as well. Sometimes they can have increased activity. Yes. So they're wandering aimlessly, yep. walking around the house. Just, just pacing, pacing, yeah. pacing, yeah. Yeah, really, it must be horrible to see your pet doing that. Uh, and then sometimes there'll be repetitive behaviors so might be some circling uh, for the Trekkie fans out there stargazing stargazing so is yes that, is that Trekkie? yeah into yet? the
1: final frontier into the fi- right i'm yes. learning good Yeah,
2: chewing, licking, you know, might get a, you know, licking their feet or something like that when they're a bit older. Um, And then, of course, we have anxiety as well. We tend to see a spike in anxiety in older dogs. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's separation anxiety when they're separated from their owners, they're howling, they're toileting. Yeah. You know, scratching at doors, that sort of thing. Maybe they're more reactive or fearful of of certain sights and sounds. Maybe thunderstorms starts up. So often we see a peak in about eight years of age. I'm not sure if that's related to cognitive decline probably not yeah right but but certainly um, we, we may see that or
1: you know the, the beep of the microwave or the dropping of something in the kitchen really scares, scares previous them. stimuli that wouldn't cause them a problem all of a sudden they overreact to it like it's a real like they, they react but a lot more than what they ever used to and what you would expect them to exactly and then maybe fear of
2: new environments you know they don't want to go out for a walk or you know they, they don't like being left uh, waiting for you at the supermarket or something yeah. like that you know they, they get a bit scared in new in environments so I mean if we go through all those sorts of things for a lot of those things you can also associate some old age problems with them you know like you know you know there could be you know some arthritis could be why we're irritable and aggressive and having trouble walking around not not inclined to get up you know could have diabetes yes kidney problems there's cancers a whole lot of things can affect older dogs so if you think your dog may have some of this cognitive decline, yep. the first thing I recommend is obviously going to your vet and yes. having, it, having it checked out because it's not really something that you can necessarily diagnose easily at home. Yeah, It does need an examination by a vet to say, look, everything else seems okay. Maybe some blood tests, Yep, maybe some urine tests maybe some x-rays even yeah who knows just to say yep look everything you know everything seems pretty good maybe we'll do a treatment trial with some anti-inflammatories if we think it's arthritis you know etc all those all those sorts of things
1: rule out the easy to rule out things Treat the easy to treat things, and then with what you got left behind, which is really the nebulous world that all of these um, that the cognitive dysfunction signs fall in, then that's when you go, okay, right. Well, we haven't solved the problem easily with any of these other things. We're left with this. Now let's talk about what we can do with that. Yeah,
2: spot on. I mean, there, you know, there is no blood test for 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 cognitive no. decline or you know, dog's We you know uh, we can't really easily do brain scans. You know, we just no. don't have access to that, and it, it is a diagnosis often made by ruling the
1: stuff out so and and the the pieces of the puzzle fitting in from the history as well you know that yeah your dog's pacing and wakes up in the middle of the night yowling and then stares at the wall and then sometimes just goes has periods of manic activity so Dish yeah. are. Dish are. Dish are. Dish are.
2: symptoms that's right they'll remember it forever listeners won't you guys uh, now treatment first thing to realize is there is no cure no for it um and and treatment is is in some senses limited. You know, yeah. it can be what can work for one dog might not work so well for another dog. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Hills BD diet. Do you yep. use that much, or you uh, have that use a clean? little bit? Little bit of it. Yeah. 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 The only problem I have is it's a little bit expensive. Yes. Um, but it's 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 a wonderful diet. It's got some fatty acids, it's got great antioxidants, vitamin C, E, beta beta-carotone, selenium, flavonoids, carotenoids. Man, I could go on. Awesome. Just off the top of my tongue.
1: What what a great sounding
2: diet. Yeah, delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful and it's tasty too. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm a big fan. There are other um, uh, other diets, I think, available from other companies, but I'm not sure they're available in Australia. Yeah,
1: just, oh, I don't think we've got any here, no. Yeah, there's,
2: there's, I think there's a few other companies, certainly in America there. Are, so go and have a chat to your vet of what diet they think. Yep. But I, I'm a big fan of the BD. It also, it's, it's a dialpha lipoic diet, mate. Wow. Tell me about that, Laws. What does well, that mean? Well it's got L carnitine. Nice. Yep.
1: Nice. Did you um, you know suck on a little bit of that BD when you go into the gym and getting yourself ripped so when you're walking around shirtless with big sexy over your shoulder? <laughs> big, sexy's big, back. Sexy's back. Bring him big sexy <laughs> back. Big sexy back. Bring big sexy back.
2: If you listen to that last week's podcast, guys, you'll hear about Big Sexy. Big Sexy. Big Sexy. <laughs> um, so, and that, that's all meant to help mitochondrial function. Yes. So mitochondrial, these little things in your body that uh, obviously- Little furnaces that, that generate energy in your cells. Exactly. So I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan for the BD. Yeah. Um, if only it came a bit cheaper, it be yes. nice. <laughs> um, some things you can do is, is there's a real concept of use it or lose it as yep. far as it goes so you know often they get a bit old they're getting old let's not we'll do less with them interact with them but really it is get them up walking take them for walks short walks if, if they can tolerate that yep. really get exercise blood flowing all that sort of stuff but some training stuff so if you normally do some you know do, do a little bit of training with them appreciate yep they've got arthritis they might want to be jumping up and down on the couch or whatever it is yeah. but doing some sit and some stay and some fetch or whatever it is you, you do with them at a slower pace yeah yeah really can help we do know it's like, like it's like no, it's sort of go puzzle. For yes, you, for, your, for your dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Or the um, yeah, the uh, the the old people doing um, the uh, the, the water aerobics. You know, yeah, just getting in there. You yeah, know, yeah. You know, may, maybe like cocoon. You know, do you remember cocoon where they all got into the pool with all the, there's all the alien cocoons oh, in there, yes, and all the old yes, people then yes. started getting horny and started trying to. You know, you know, they started feeling young again. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah. Don't no. Do you remember that? No. no.
2: No. No. What was my hat again? <laughs> What'd you say? I I was say they, they,
1: they there was a it was an old movie. It was back in that back in the eighties. Then there was Cocoon Two. They really? came back. Never yeah. as good. No, the, the, no. no all, you know, back in the back in the eighties when they just had to do a, a sequel for everything. Yeah. You know? and so yeah, Cocoon 2 got a got a re go. Like Police Academy? I got a
2: sequel seventeen. Didn't yeah, it? It got seven. Yeah, seven. seven did in it total. seven? Loved yeah, it. Yeah, Loved yeah. The, the first few. The
1: last one um, uh, in Russia, I think, from oh, memory. There you go. Yeah, was yeah. You I, was, good- I was a big Gutenberg fan in the day. <laughs> right. Very good. I oh, like the guy who could do the noises. Michael Winslow? Is that his name, is
2: it? I yep, wonder what
1: yep. he's doing now. Yep. Uh, he's still doing the
2: noises, believe it or is not. Is he really?
1: That's his shtick, mate. I would have yep. thought he
2: might have moved into like WrestleMania or something or the MMA. That's no, what I didn't, they all he do. Didn't, didn't have the build for it. No, he didn't really. Do no. It, no.
1: <laughs> and and he's about 70. Oh. <laughs>
2: righty. Now uh the so yeah, so uh, p- food puzzles, you know, putting yes. food inside toys, trying to get them to use their brain and make again. it
1: easy to start off with. Like don't don't set them up to to do the yeah, you know, the, the the difficult, you know, 56 parts sudoku puzzle that you get in the Sunday paper. Yes. Set them up with a nice easy one to start off yeah,
2: with. Yeah, start with the, the truth sudoku. The truth, 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 yeah. In the truth newspaper, I'm sure that's easy. I'm just imagining. And then work up to the to the uh to the Australian Sudoku
1: maybe. Oh, they're they're, they're known for their tough Sudoku, yeah, it's, the, it's the pinnacle, yeah. Yes. Okay, Fantastic. in the dog world, they're very right wing Sudoku though, isn't it? You know, the oh. the, the Australian, yeah. I don't know, mate. What does that mean?
2: <laughs> You're back on the chickens again, <laughs> free range, right ring, yeah. right, right, <laughs> right ring, right ring. <laughs> And there are supplements. There are lots of different supplements available that you can get. Um, I'm not convinced 100% that many of them maybe actually do anything. Yeah, it's hard yep. to know. The Ginkgo Bilboa. There's a product called Life in the USA, I think, that's available. So our, our North American listeners, um, maybe go and check that out. Maybe talk to your vet about those. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anyone's in Australia, really. Um, That have any convincing stuff. There is a product. Sammy, Sammy can help. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. So it's S uh, S L-methionine the L- L- yeah. Yeah. yeah There you go mate yeah, <laughs> yeah I had to write it down <laughs> uh, a, uh, Now for the anxiety stuff We Sometimes we use A little bit of a product Called Selegiline A medication Yep um, An Epiril In, in Australia um, Yeah I've
1: never really Used Selegiline Like that That helps out Does it with it, it can help Yes yeah. It's huge
2: in In Europe Actually yeah, right. they, they use it for like, First line For behaviour problems In Europe Right for Anxieties okay. And that sort of thing They do use it a lot We don't use it as much Out here I'm yeah, not right. sure why um, But but it, look, it can help. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, like okay, we said, nothing's a cure. So, yeah, so yeah. sometimes I just want to try anything, and yep. I'm certainly happy happy to try that. There's um there's Vivitonin as well. Yep. vivo, Yep. Uh, is that propentophylline? I think it Sounds is. Sounds good. Yeah. The active ingredient that can help too, Increases blood flow to the brain. That yep. can sometimes help. And I guess if we've got some anxiety issues, um, you know, we can look at some anxiety-lowering medication, you know. Uh, you know, Sometimes some of your fluoxetines or, yep. or even a trazodone or something like that. Maybe yep. maybe even if we're having trouble sleeping, we can talk about some sleeping pills.
1: Sleeping pills. Sleeping pills. Yes. For the owner. No, I mean, yeah. no.
2: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and the dog keeps pacing. No, yeah. no, no. no.
1: Um, but, but I don't care. Yeah. Um, have you ever used the Zilkine for it, you know? Ah, uh, for the anxiety stuff, I yeah, will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, I've, I've tried a little bit with, you know, nice. with the the, yeah. um, the older, um, older just when they're that, you know, you just go, oh, I wonder whether or not we can just sort of take the edge off here a little bit and sort of reduce down the dependency on yeah. some of the other things. Yeah, definitely. Um, question without notice. So when you're talking about using the Selegiline, the Vivos and that sort of stuff, and even the BDs, what sort of time of treatment do you expect before you go hang on we're getting somewhere or we're getting nowhere like what's the point where you say okay well, this hasn't worked we need to go on to the next yeah, the next great option. option great question yeah probably probably i'll try until they pass away i think Very good. helpful. and then you try the next one on the <laughs> yeah, next dog because <laughs> that one didn't work that's no good that's
2: no good at all yeah look that's that's a really good question i reckon the diet and supplements you might go for six six weeks or so yeah, would cool. be inadequate certainly the medication I'd, I'd be hoping to see some response in a couple of weeks i think if right. you weren't sort of in 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 that time frame you go. No, nah, it's it's not. It's, really, not, it's re- not the jam. It's yeah, really yeah. not going to help. Uh, the sleeping pill stuff—that's pretty instant. You know, you yep. should see that Bang. that yep. night. You know, you give the medication an hour later, the dog's snoring. Yeah, yeah. Or or perhaps less anxious, depending on what what you're hoping for. So it does depend a little bit on on which, as far as the medication goes. But yeah, for any supplement stuff, I reckon. Yeah, you know, you're looking at least at me try uh, try for for six weeks. Yeah, cool. Zilkeen works pretty quick, sort of yep. three or four days they say. So so there's there's a bit of a quicker one because there's yeah. some studies behind it. Yes, yeah. Whereas a lot of the other stuff, there's no studies. No studies. Really, really. Yes. No, no, no. Just, just feed it. Feed the PD. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. So there you go, anyone. If you've got any other specific questions on, on cognitive decline, something I missed, yeah. let me know. Maybe there's a medication or a supplement you found helped your dog. Hit us up on uh, socials. We've got lots of questions this week. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. I put out a post of questions and boom. Smash. We've yeah, been hit big time. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we'll, we'll get around to answering those. But if you've got cognitive ones, we'll, we'll put those to the front.
1: Yeah. Um, and because it's, su- it's such a common thing, you know, like, a, and. I think one of the other things, I like guess you were talking about, you yeah, know, with the comorbidities, the fact that they've got arthritis and maybe kidney disease and maybe diabetes and maybe, you know, liver problems or they're on other multiple medications that unfortunately because as you're getting, you know, 11 to 12 and you've got a third of your dogs on it and then 60% once they're over, over 14 years of age, 68, 68, sorry, over 15 there, there years go, of oh, age. The, bang. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Talk <laughs> about the details you get here. At the two vets talk pets podcast, well,
2: sharpening just, the pencil. I'm just worried you forgot. It was only ten minutes
1: ago. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's been a long day. I know, it's been a long day. <laughs> um, but it's it's that fact of that when things start to go wrong you start you know, I always say to people age is not a disease it's yes. just a number but the bigger the number that gets the more diseases you generally try and accumulate oh, so
2: that's gold Robbie that's it's poetry. gold it's poetry. we'll make that the catch eye right for this episode I absolutely yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah the longer we go on the more diseases yeah. we start to accumulate yeah <laughs>
2: but it's that's, that's so true like people uh, owners come into the consult and the number of times I say to you Oh, this, he's moving slow, he's just old. Yes, yeah. You know, we get that a lot. He's doing this, it's just because he's old. He's yeah. just getting old. It's like, well, yeah, but we can help with that. Yeah, yeah. So so certainly come come and see us and have a chat. Now, I got a, we got a mailbag. Yes. Well, it's not typically a mailbag. This was more from um, a mum at school.
1: Okay. Actually, yeah. Fantastic.
2: Asked, asked Deb. She's got. I think she's got a new puppy and a new kitten. Right. And she's having. Living a the suburban dream.
1: Yeah, that's right. Both you at know? once. Both at once. Because it's once. great. Because then that way they can grow up together. Yeah, oh. It would be great. So yeah, we yeah. can get some of those cute pictures of the puppies. You know, cuddling up with the kittens. I think one's a border collie. Oh.
2: The, well, obviously the dogs probably. <laughs> I, I don't think the cat. I don't think the kittens. <laughs> don't think the kittens. Are. <laughs> So the border collie, bit, border collie is is chasing the kitten around the house. Yes, and she's worried to know when it's a problem. Is it because the kitten looks like a sheep? It's a white cat. It's a fluffy. It's like a white a sheep. It's yeah, fluffy you go. white That's kitten. the problem. It's right, solved. All right. So if you've got a question, <laughs> <laughs> that you want solved, send tovetsoilpets at gmail at gmail.com. Yes, and uh, and we'll answer it like that. There you go. There you mate, go, Julie. Happy to help.
1: Mate, maybe they should try and paint the cat to look like a border collie. So then that way, but then look, then it'll look like a Frisian cow. It'll bite its heels then. Oh, then you got to do it the, yeah, yeah, it's still going to chase that Yeah, it's not not Yeah, like Maybe a brand. Or do, do you have a better behaviour idea Than, than painting a ki- the kitten? I, I do have some thought you You do fantastic yeah, yeah. 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 What, what have you got, mate? Well, because yeah. I'm, I'm coming up blank <laughs> It
2: is okay for them To chase a bit I think It yeah. depends on If they come back for more Yeah right So if you find the cat's running away, The kitten's running away And the, and the board collie's Got it in the corner And and then uh, And really starting to arc up yeah. and, and Or the
1: kitten's hiding Right up, up on top of the thing and won't come down Well, on top of the well that's
2: important Is is That's the other thing Is make sure there's Lots of vertical space For the kitten to get to Yeah you know, The the kitten can get Onto a chair Onto a table Up on the thing And just watch from up yeah. there That's really important Or up a, um, a big uh, Like climbing tree Climbing tower Yeah yep. exactly Get up there and watch, and plenty of opportunity for them to do it. Yes, um, and making sure that uh, the kitten's not continually harassed by the dog. That yeah, it okay. seems there's a bit of downtime between between the two of them. Yeah, and when they're sort of playing, if if there's a break in the play. Does the kitten come back and go at the dog? You know, yeah, is there okay. a sort of a turnaround? So does the, you know, um, obviously that the dog will show a lot of play bowing. is yeah. one to, to be aware of that, like, when,
1: like getting down onto, yo, oh, this is fun. Yeah, this yeah. is fun. Yeah, tail up in the air. Anyone yeah.
2: seen Who's got a dog? you Know down on their front legs like they they're praying or, or play bows. We call it means everything I do after this is play. Yeah, right. I'm not right. trying to hurt you at all. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, do need to be careful that it's not an incessant thing. Being a border collie, that we are just every looking for that kitten. Wherever it is And just never giving it Some time out Yes yeah. um, And also be a little bit aware That I think Often um, You know Kittens They have pretty sharp claws Yes and they can give it back too. Absolutely. So, yeah. So you don't need to necessarily if they seem to be both, in, you know, more the kitten I suppose enjoying it. Yeah. You don't need to be separating. If it's incessant, then you need to start uh, teaching the dog to come to you and sit for a treat when that when the kitten sort of runs past and that sort of yeah, thing, okay. and trying to trying to distract it away to do something else. Yeah. So the kitten has a chance to do things. It's more likely when the kitten runs. Yeah. That's going to be the, going to be the big problem because it's
1: something that's moving. It's like whoa. Exactly. That.
2: Especially for a border collie. Yeah, so, absolutely. So hopefully that answers your your question, Julie. What did come through me uh, third hand through children and things. So so, one of the,
1: yeah, one of those uh, sort of multi
2: whispers. That's right. Yeah, hopefully yeah. it wasn't a a, mouse, a a kitten chasing a mouse or something because yeah. <laughs> I've got nothing there. But but I, th- I think hopefully hopefully it held you with that. Excellent. And we've also got lots. Of, like I said, we've got lots of other questions and we'll put them on Patreon. We've got uh, one from Stacey Smith that came. She actually asked us via Patreon. Yep. Asking about a cat that's messing outside. the Litter tray, raw. L- yep. Litter box, litter tray. Um, more, more along lines of the litters going everywhere. I think rather than ah, the actual, actual right. urination. Yep. Um, another one from Kirby BMD on Instagram: uh, When to visit the ER dog? Uh, sorry, the ER vet when your dog eats something. Um, and then the final one from Pubic Pom. On Insta, oh, hold on. Is it? Did we make that up? Oh, Unfortunately, know, uh, not. No, we know who <laughs> no, that is. No, we definitely is. didn't. We, def- we know who that is. Yeah. Um, and, and she definitely knows who she is. <laughs> she asked some question about cheeses or something. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, not that's answer right. That one. Uh, no, no, no. And the last one is, um, yeah, from her is, uh, should you break up a dog fight? Wow. So, we'll put those on Patreon. Yep. Uh, hopefully, drop them on, on Monday. So, for cool. all our Patreon supporters, thank you very much. You thank will you get guys. exclusive
1: access to those. And if you're not a Patreon supporter, how can you be a Patreon supporter? Why don't you go and join up just for $2 a month and you can get access to uh, ne- uh, next week's Patreon questions and all the exclusive Patreon stuff that we've put on there. So, the back catalogue. All yeah. seven
2: episodes of Police Academy are on there. That's too. right. Yeah, yes. the, uh,
1: the, 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 um, uh, what do they call it? The, uh, when. People do uh, in, uh, They talk about What's happened on, Don't worry about it <laughs> you know, Commentary 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 track right. Lewis is my Commentary track Of you know citizen, Citizens on patrol <laughs> You know <laughs> Police Academy 3 Yeah Hightower <laughs> <laughs> You know, Hightower, <laughs> you know oh, Hightower. Hightower's a big guy you know, Bring him back now you know, uh, Mahoney yeah yeah, yeah yeah, So Mahoney was Mahoney uh, Yeah And there was Proctor <laughs>
2: We used to have some neighbours next door. Their surname was Mahoney. we oh, really? and go, Mahoney! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure they loved it. No one would have done that before. No,
1: no, no. That, that would have been fresh. Yeah, exactly. Fresh yeah. comedy. Fresh material from yeah, Dr. Right. <laughs> Kirkham.
2: Alrighty. So, and yeah, so get us on, you can get onto Patreon. We have lots of levels of, uh, of support you can yes. get us. And we do appreciate it very, very much. Um, you can get us on 2 Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Patreon. Patr- 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 yeah, Patreon. Did we say Two Patreon? Vets talk pets. Yeah, did we did, we but did. it's worth saying it say again. Say it again. All righty, and I think we're, we're done for the week. We're all done, guys. See you later.
0: Scratch you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com.